and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Oh, my goodness. Hello. Oh, my goodness. It's been a trying time for everybody. Everybody calm down. Everybody take it easy. If you can, bake some cookies. Something. So what say you, Matt? What say I to what? Ah, yes. So I found a particularly, quote unquote, incendiary article online, which they were attempting to paraphrase an article from the Journal of Social Psychology. And the article is called, you're going to love this title. You are going to love this. Orientation Towards the Common Good in Cities, colon. The Role of Individual Urban Mobility Behavior. Wow. Tearing that apart. It sounds really boring. It does, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. But, of course, the internet in its infinite wisdom chose to sum it up in, like, six or seven words. Cyclists are better than drivers. They're Clickbait. Better, they're better than drivers? Yes. Oh, for sure. Drive. Yes, absolutely. Why do you say that? Because you have to notice a lot more than drivers. You're not insulated. It's much like how people are jerks online because... They don't have to have their name. They have this bubble of an anonymity mm-hmm. so they can be jerks. People that drive around in cars can do mean things to you and drive away. They're in a bubble. Unless you're in America and you you can shoot people, you know, like, what are they going to do? You know what I'm saying? You can, like, call them names. You can, like, be mean. You can drive aggressively you're you're protected by a certain bubble people who ride bikes or pedestrians they know every nook and cranny of the road every bump affects them way more than a bump would affect a car so you're more sensitive uh you have to watch out for people just all of a sudden opening their doors when you're riding your bike that happened to me once a, a parked car like all of a sudden opens their door um, you're more susceptible to weather, <laughs> so you're more sensitive. You're more sensitive, which is a fun-filled kind of way of describing it, because that cuts all possible ways. You're more sensitive, meaning, hmm, certainly what they found was that you are more committed in general, and specifically you're more committed to political participation, which is a fun one, social participation, and you're more committed to your neighborhood. Because when you drive through, you can kind of blissfully ignore, but when you are cycling through, you can't. Or you you still can, but it affects you more, for sure. And you spend more time there, because you can't just whiz by 50 miles per hour. That is true. And just go through it really fast. You're susceptible. You're vulnerable is really what I was looking for. That's the word I was looking for. You're more vulnerable. You're more vulnerable. Exactly. Remember when we lived in Washington, I would always take, (laughs) in the baby Bjorn, uh, I would always take our oldest out on walks. Mm -hmm. And we go walk by Lucky the Cow. And yeah, 
And when you, when you cycle, one of the things they found out is when you cycle or when you walk, because it is also comes down to people, uh, pedestrians as well, there's something about the connectedness. There's something about being in the sights, the smells. Mm. The smells is what gets me. Because you don't ever, when you're in a car tooling along, even with the windows down, you don't necessarily smell anything unless you smell something really bad, as opposed to just smelling and hearing everything. And certainly vulnerable plays an interesting part in it because when I've been cycling, I have cycled past snakes. I have cycled over a snake once. I have seen, I have seen turkeys, chipmunks, squirrels, bears, bunnies, bears, uh, you know, not by the hundreds or anything, but certainly enough for me to not be cocky. So does that mean people who walk are kinder than people who ride bikes? Oh, that is an interesting point, isn't it? I mean, back in Santa Monica days, I would say that cyclists on the boardwalk were the biggest jerks because here we are having a nice day in the middle of the day, mind you, Mm -hmm. rollerblading and constantly being yelled at by these like quote unquote serious Bike riders, bicyclists, mm-hmm. cyclists, whatever you want to call them. And I would get, I, I would go from like being so happy and laughing with my friends who were like rollerblading to all of a sudden yelling at these people who were yelling at me, <laughs> who are now like probably, I don't Whoosh. know, 30, 40 feet away now. But like they would yell at me and say, this is the boardwalk. Go faster. Go to the right. I'm like, this is not the office. You Blah, 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 and blah. what's interesting is this you know, is not the office why are you so serious they're sharing so many behaviors as to what you just described with cars right exactly because they're more isolated they don't necessarily see you as a person as you as they whiz past and they don't have to deal with the consequences really mm-hmm. of you getting upset they just get to say whatever they get to say yeah, and then they they're and then they're gone jerks so when you brought up, like, this is what you were going to talk about, mm-hmm. that's the first thing I remembered was... God, cyclists are jerks. They're not good people. They, yeah, they were big a-holes. And is that is that it? Are we as big of a-holes as society will allow us to be? I don't want to blame society. It's your own. It's your own. You're making excuses. Like, oh, society made me this way. No. Behave. Be kind. <laughs> Seriously. Be kind. So, like, what? It's like the bully system. It's the hierarchy. All of a sudden, you're the hierarchy, so now you get to beat down on the, the person slower than you. It just it just makes me insane. Right. It makes me so mad. Yeah, I feel you. And it was the middle of the day. Dude. <laughs> like, seriously. Mm-hmm. It's siesta time. Calm down. We're all here trying to relax and have a good time. I'm sorry, I'm not going by your timeline. I'm not going fast enough for you. Mm-hmm. F off. <laughs> yeah, it's actually interesting. Last time I was on the trail, somebody was blocking the trail. And for an eighth of a second, I got annoyed because I had to tap my brakes. Oh, poor baby. Well, but that's just it. And that's just it with, with drivers. They're right. like, they can't be bothered to slow down. That is true. But on a bike, it takes effort sometimes to get back up to speed. So what? Well, if, if you're that's... there, you're there to use your body and and work out, right? At optimal so, peak performance. No, 
Man, you 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 all go too fast. <laughs> you all go too fast. I I, I, I go mean, as fast as the trail will let me. Exactly. Just that's exactly what the drivers do. the The speed limit says thirty, but if you're going thirty, they get mad at you and like are tailgating. Tailgating? What yes, do you call it? They call it tailgating when, when they're you're like right, right up behind on your bumper. You. Yeah, so scary. I hate driving. If I had my own town, which I call Fawn Town, driving is out of the out of the picture. Nobody is allowed to drive a car. Which is interesting because that is something um, I'm going to want to touch on at some point for sure on the podcast. What do you mean? There are communities that are attempting to do away yeah. with cars. So I think it would make us such a happier, friendlier society because it makes you slow down, like all the reasons we just said. Mm-hmm. But also, I wonder if that's why Los Angeles has the biggest case of being a-holes. <laughs> right. Yeah, and another thing, interesting thing. And, you know, from neighborhood to neighborhood, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry I cut you off, but, like, there's no sense of neighborhood, really, in L.A. There wasn't. I mean, it's been a long time since we've lived there, but I can't imagine it's changed too much. There's no connection. Right. There's no, not, it's very rare, let's just say that. I mean, we had that in Santa Monica, but hello, most of us didn't drive in Santa Monica. We parked our cars, but we walked and rollerbladed and skateboarded (laughs) all over the place. Mm -hmm. Occasionally we would take the electric bus that would just go up and down Main Street. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't need the cars. And it made us all so much calmer and friendlier. And like places like New York, they have more neighborhood vibe. Why is that? I don't think most people drive there. Right. Anyway. Another thing that's interesting and perhaps troubling for uh, for Americans especially, this was a German study, but other another thing they noticed was not only do you have a stronger emotional bond to your neighborhood, but you also exhibit less individualistic behavior. You're more likely to join groups, social and otherwise. If you don't have a car, if you ride a bike, oh, cyclists, right. right. Which is interesting, and, and, you know, as the rugged individualists in America, that's something that perhaps is not something we're as comfortable with. But if you think about it, it's like, yeah, joining a club, be it a cycling club or a knitting club or, a, you know, you're connecting with other people. But wouldn't you say that only happens in the cities? Because, like, let's talk middle America. Mm-hmm. It just seems more rugged and more spaced out. I don't think they have bike trails really a lot do Mm -hmm. they i don't know i imagine just roads and roads that aren't safe for a bicycle so again i think these are just very city centric but again european things specifically german study and they looked at amsterdam they took a look at i tuned that out okay you're right okay gotcha yeah so again they're they're looking at and they're also looking at Germans, uh, European and, you know, but then again, Northern European sensibilities. Too. There again, though, I've always seen a much more greater sense of community and friendship and family, family oriented, friendship oriented, as opposed to us in the United States. Very, right. very individualistic. Very. This is my bubble. Don't invade my bubble. Right. Like even standing in line, like there's <laughs> this is way before the pandemic. Mm hmm. But it's just an unknown, unspoken rule that you don't get within a certain amount of inches of someone. Right. And you certainly don't 
you can it's like social convention dictates you're you can talk to the cashier but you can't talk to other people in line for some reason and i'm not sure what that story really is don't get me started on that i mean yeah people talk to the cashier you can talk to the cashier because that's their job it's like they're held prisoner to that right they can't say no to you you know what i'm saying yep and also, having been a barista and having worked retail for so many years, mm -hmm. it's like we're the punching bags. Like people just vent and are mean. If they're having a bad day, the cashier, the barista, the person serving you food, those people that serve mm -hmm. the public, it's a tough job. And it's because we don't pay them enough and they're just there. They're, they're there. Even the receptionists. They don't really have them that much anymore nowadays, but like the people who stand in front mm -hmm. at the front desk, right? they're there to take the blows and it's usually women. Interesting, right? Right. It was a tough job. When I was a receptionist, when I was the front person mm -hmm. of the company, it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. The amount of abuse people hurl at you and you're supposed to smile through it all. Right. And God forbid you don't smile, you don't look happy, and you get fired. Anyway, I digress. Go on, man. I'm having a weird day. I'm, I'm still trying to get over the shock of the accident yeah, outside our there house. Was, there was a, a road collision outside of our house today. Yeah, we think it was a hit and run. It was terrifying. Far enough away that we could see the lights, but... No, not it was just right there Close enough the we could see the lights, far enough away that we didn't see the cars. Because they had... The trees were But blocking. we could hear everything. The trees were just blocking. But anyways, yes. Anyway, I'm totally still completely petrified. Right. Um, anyway, go ahead. And, and well, it's interesting thinking about that because another thing I was looking at was it's like, by the way, when you're on a bike, always wear your helmet. Okay? Just always wear your helmet. But as it turns out, if you don't wear your helmet, people are... 30% more likely to see you as a person than if you do wear a helmet. Like all of a sudden you get dehumanized because they can't see your flowing locks. Huh. And I have to wonder if I'm in a fast food restaurant or Starbucks, whatever, the uniform, you know if they see me as less, if they would see you as less than human. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, it's a uniform. Right. So yeah, you're part of the, I don't know the word. No, no. The collective would be the people that are buying stuff, right? The collective would be like everybody else. But the people in the front who are servicing, I don't know what, what the word would be for that. I mean, it's a group of people. But, but also it's your speed. That's what dehuman dehumanizes people is because you're going fast. You're too fast to be able to make eye contact and to vibe you're too fast you're you just want to go through you yourself said you want to go through and if you slow down it's harder for you to get back on track <laughs> that's ridiculous it is it is and that's why i got upset for like an eighth of a second and then i mellowed out I'm but just, like i'm, I'm to, not trying to harp on i had you. to hit my bell and hit my bell and hit my bell that's all that's just i don't know see when i'm riding a bike i'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. i'm like a very noisy person because I'm nervous. Right. 
That's why we don't go riding together. And plus, I don't like to go more than 10 miles an hour. <laughs> right. Whereas I'm happy at 15. I just want to relax, for goodness sake. Everything is too fast. Everything. We're eating too fast. We're walking too fast. We're riding our bikes too fast. We're driving too fast. Come on. What for? What for? <gasps> so What's I can get hurry? home to my family. And feel good. You're eating fast because you want to get home no, to your family? No, I'm riding my bike fast. So no, I but I mean, have you family. noticed when we, even with some friends, we they eat fast. I eat fast and sometimes. Now, and well, ever since we had kids, I'm, I just like, <laughs> you only get, I mean, I'm still stuck in that pattern of like, oh, you only have like a minute to eat. So you just shove it in, shovel it in before you have to get to the next thing you have to do. But. The kids are not babies anymore, and I'm still doing the same thing because mm -hmm. I'm feeling anxiety. I think anxiety is the key. It makes you move fast. Your heart is racing, so everything else starts racing to keep up to that level right. of haste. Haste. Hasty. Why are we so hasty? Calm down. <clears throat> Seriously. I'm so upset right now. I seriously don't want to leave the house. Like I'm I was like this a few years ago besides the pandemic. But like there was a time in Santa Monica where I just didn't want to leave mm -hmm. the the studio. I didn't. I felt so much anxiety. And I want to say it was um before 911. I think I was picking it up before 911. And then shortly after that I was like, yeah, I don't want to go out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm I'm starting to feel the same again. I don't like it. I was just in the basement. Amy was like, are you out in the basement? And I forgot. I had said, yeah, I'm in the basement. I'm like, well, I'm in the living room. Why are you asking? And she's like, you were in the basement. I'm like, oh, that's right. I forgot. I was talking about how I had to remove myself. I felt like mm -hmm. from what was going on in the world, like out there to calm myself down, to slow down. Because I didn't feel safe being out there, right? Right. I didn't feel safe. I, maybe I, I would have participated in saying the wrong thing to the wrong person or to anyone. So I had to slow myself down. I had to remove myself. Anyway, it, it feels good, honestly. That's why I said let's bake cookies because that causes you to slow down to a certain pace. Right. That's why I liked photography. Not digital. But when I studied photography, everything had its time. You couldn't rush it. If it was going to take 90 seconds in this solution to put the paper in, mm -hmm. it needed to be 90 seconds. You can't rush it. 90 seconds. No more, no less. And I just think that that's a good lesson to have, to remember. It's like, calm down. Sorry, I probably <laughs> took it way away from what you wanted to talk about. Well, I just had one kind of final thought about the whole thing. Something to think about as far as cyclists or people who walk or even people who rollerblade go. And that is, of course, because they're doing this, they're going to get all the endorphin rush that you get from doing that. And something that I came across recently said, if your work is primarily in your head, your free time should be in your body and vice versa. So if you do, because I'm a computer programmer, I'm all the time in my head. It is good to get in my body and just watch and marvel at what my body can do. And for people who have physical labor 
physical jobs, it's a good idea to get into your head and your personal time. Balance, balance, balance. I think that we need more nature. Remember to think about everything having its own time, its own season, to sense the wind, to look at other sentient beings. Everything is a living creature. I think speeding up has to do with rage and anxiety, not being happy in the moment, wanting to escape it, wanting to move through it. Yeah, why do we have to have our fingers on the fast forward button all the time? It's, it's, I don't think that most people are aware of it. I'm not aware of it either, but I feel like a sense of urgency constantly and therefore the anxiety. Right. Where is that really coming from? No idea. I mean, it could be various different things. So is it something that we are avoiding as a society? When you avoid something and you kind of put it on the back burner, it feels like everything else you're doing has to be rushed because you're not doing what you should be doing. Maybe what you should be doing is just being still and you're not. Maybe what you should be doing is this creative project that's been whispering to you and you don't sit down quietly to do it, to let it come to you. That happened to me. For two years, I've been working on these picture books. And for the last two years, it's it, I have been stuck because for various different reasons, the words weren't coming out. And then all of a sudden, I'm talking to Tracy and she's like, why don't you just let yourself vomit? Like vomit it <laughs> out. That's, what, that's literally what she said. Oh, dear. Don't worry about it. Right. Don't worry about what it sounds like. Just, just, just do it. Just, just do it. And I had heard that advice before, but for some reason it stuck Mm -hmm. and I did it. And I know I have 183 more edits to go, but it is finished as far as like, this is the idea, Mm -hmm. beginning, middle, and here it is. Right. Exactly the way it was intended to be, like the way it was whispered into my heart. That's the idea. So then when uh, like when like someone like an editor saw it, like not an editor, a teacher actually saw it, read it, although I don't think she totally read it properly. I, she made the most off comments. And for me, I was like, wow, you don't get it. Whereas before it would have destroyed me like, mm-hmm. oh, God, OK, I'll do it this way. I'm like, no, you don't get it. So obviously I'm still polishing it, but you don't get it. That's right. not it. And I was confident in that. You know, but I'm just saying that once I finished that, even if it's very rough and ugly, the words were out on the page and the rest of my schedule felt like I had so much free time and I started to enjoy my day and I felt this burden being lifted. I felt like I could breathe. So what is it that we're ignoring that we're putting off that's making us so aggravated and anxiety ridden and always in a rush? I think it's because of the avoidance of whatever it is that we should be doing. Have a beautiful every day, everybody. That's the spirit. (laughs) All right. Talk to you guys later. Have a beautiful and safe and joyful every day. We'll talk to you in a few days. Be well.